Namaste and welcome to Divine Talk Radio. Heal, empower, and awaken with your hosts from the Divine Lineage Healing Center in Laytonville, California. This is Cindy Lindsay Rael for Divine Lineage. You can contact us on the web at divinelineage.org. My teacher, Sri Kaleshwar, said, Think positive, start the day with positive, lead the day with positive, end the day with positive. Then your life will become positive. Be in the positive. And that's our topic for today, how to do this. But how is that different from any advice we've ever been given from the 1950s, Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking, and all the other authors since then who suggested positive affirmations and so on for our lives? What does it mean to really be in the positive, as Sri Kaleshwar wanted for us? It's a state of being. It's beyond just positive thinking. It's a state of consciousness through which we view the world. And when we're in that state, it makes it a more automatic thing to start our day in the positive. We feel positive when we wake up. It makes ending the day positive easy because it's our natural tendency. We enjoy giving thanks and gratitude for our day as an ending to our day. And in getting to that state of being positive is beyond affirmations and positive thinking. It's a state of the soul. It's a state of consciousness beyond just the mind. And how to do that is also our topic today. So let's start that with positive thinking because that is a prerequisite step towards the state of being that we ultimately want to hold and explore here. But first, we have to be able to control our minds. Within this illusion, it is our minds and our senses attaching to the illusion through our desires that operates the play of karma on us. Where our mind goes, our attention flows, our energy goes. And so we have to be able to control where the mind is going, where that attention is going, because our energy will follow it. And that engagement into the illusion through the mind, through the desires, through the senses, is keeping us separated off from the truth, the truth of the wholeness and the bliss of God the truth that is the bliss of our own soul nature. So the first thing we need to do is control the mind, and that is where positive thinking comes in. And if we can, while controlling that mind, if we can shift the attachment of our senses and our desires as well, okay, then when we are on our way to that being positive, that state of consciousness. Now let's start with a little example from my experience as a healer. I once had this client, she was a lovely lady, but she was contacting me about being in her deep depression. And while we were talking, the very first time I noticed how very constantly negative her talk was. 
and how constantly negative she reported her inner talk to be as well. And I tried to bring that to her awareness and, and she just wasn't really responding to that. And I tried reframing some of the things for her into a positive viewpoint and she would really have nothing to do with that. <laughs> she really felt and had a negative response to every positive way of thinking of her situation. So that told me that she really did not have a real awareness of how much she was sitting in that negative state. And she even had a negative state about her own depression that she was convinced and defensive about the idea that she could not get out of it. So this is where we needed to start, obviously. And I did convince her that she would not get out of her depression if she believed she could not. So she had a little bit of motivation there, and yet there was still no real awareness of the degree of negative thinking she was doing. So the first homework we designed her was the first step for her, but is also the first step for all of us, awareness. In the awareness step, I had her just have a little notebook with her all the time in which each page had a line down the center. On one side was positive and the other side was negative. And she was supposed to just check in with herself every 15 minutes or so when she remembered to do it and just put a check mark in her notebook indicating whether her thoughts at that time had been running as positive or negative. And when we went over her notebook in the next appointment, there were, for some days, no checks at all in the positive column. And that was a pretty astounding awareness to her that helped her to move into the next stage. But for most of us, I hope we're not quite that extreme. Our awareness needs to be more about the pattern, the triggers to our negative thoughts. So let me give myself as, as an example. Let's look at my typical pattern, my type of negative thoughts, the triggers and the timings that I've observed in myself. Now, I mostly tend to worry as my negative thought pattern. Now, I have other types of negative thoughts, but my, my most prevalent one is worry. And I worry about everything. I worry not only about the future, but I also worry about the past. I will rehash things of the past that I can't do anything about worrying about them. I am also maximally triggered by financial issues. I mean, I think a lot of us are. Finances are not the easiest thing in the world. Doing them isn't easy. If you have a lot of money, not having a lot of money isn't easy. Finances are tough stuff unless this is your thing and you really love it. But I am maximally triggered by financial issues. But I'm also worried about things I didn't do well enough, which is sort of based in a childhood feeling of unworthiness for me. And a lot of my past worrying is about that kind of things, these times when I messed up in my life or when I wasn't good enough. However, it can be as mundane as my list of things that still need to be done. I also know that I can worry about things I saw on the news. Now, these aren't things I can do anything about, but for some reason, they still upset me. 
And I also know about myself that I get into a pattern of rerunning something over and over and over to my get in my head. I'm not improving on it. I, I, I can tell you quite honestly, I'm not. I'm just rehearsing it. What happened? What might happen? What my response to that is, which is often, I have to say, since I'm in a state of worry, not my highest response in the world. And so I never use these responses when it finally comes down to dealing with anything. So it's really not doing me any good at all to do this massive rehearsal in my head. And all of this, <laughs> if that's not enough, all of this happens a lot of the time when I'm awake and unable to sleep at night. And of course, that makes sleep even more unattainable. It's not going to happen. Now, on the positive side about what I notice about myself as I'm going into my awareness phase, though I do listen to people's sufferings and problems all day long as a healer, I notice about myself that I do pretty well with that. And that the reason I can do pretty well with that is because when I'm listening to that, I'm in a state of love and helping for my client. And in a state of looking inside the client, not at their problem as a definition of them, but as their possibilities of their soul and what they're trying to learn there and how to get them to that state of goodness I already see in them. If there are problems come up to me again later, I send blessings and healing and give their case over to a divine soul and then it feels resolved in me. And what we'll see as we talk through this is that all of these, in fact, are really good practices for getting to the positive. So it's also good to know what already works for you. So, okay, so here's a recap of the awareness things. You need an awareness of your pattern of negative thoughts, your triggers, the timings if you have them, like mine in the middle of the night. And let's go to the positive in this awareness about what actually does work for you already. And that will help you to avoid the trigger timings, avoid the trigger situations, or at least in those situations if they can't be avoided, provide positive options. It's also helpful for you to become aware when you're in your pattern, rather than only waking up to it after you've let it run and run and run for a long time, because you'll already have identified this and it'll make your awareness faster and more facile. Okay, so what do we do about this? Once we have awareness, what are our steps to positive thinking? First of all, create a positive environment around you. Create a positive environment around you. Now think about that. How much of your world is filled with negativity? For example, I no longer watch or read the news. There's just far too much of a negative slant on the happenings of human beings. And I'm a healer. I need to stay thinking about who they are as their highest possible selves. I can't, I can't be worried about and thinking about these negative things on the news. Now, maybe you don't want to cut yourself off to, to that degree, but start looking around you. Are there things in your world that tend to focus into the negative? For me, I also write down that to-do list before going to sleep. Or if it's happening when I've woken up in the middle of the night, I get up and write it down to stop it from running in my head. 
For me, I count my blessings before going to sleep, and a trick from Sri Kaleshwar is to also thank your mother and father before going to sleep, which I do. But however this you need to do this is the point for you. However, you need to find a way to create your environment as positive. Stay away from negative people. Don't engage in negative conversations. Don't engage in gossip, whatever it might be that you need. And when a negative conversation or a negative situation comes up, try and stand in your inner love state. Try and stand in that state that I do with my clients where you're listening to it, not from the place of defining the person in terms of their problem, but from understanding that there's a person of beauty who's just trying to work their way through. And then recently when I was on a difficult financial call, for example, since I know this is a trigger for me, while I was on the phone, I just moved where I was sitting So I could look out my window to the beautiful nature I have outside and watch these little squirrels who are happily running all over the place and playing. You know, sometimes we can't avoid these things. We just have to try and create the positive inside that triggering event. Now, mine feel pretty mundane when I think about my client with cancer. I have a number of clients with cancer and some of them have forms of cancer that their doctors have told them are basically not curable, that they they are fatal, they will die from these things. And they can do all the treatments and so on, this will buy them more time, but sooner or later those treatments will become effective and they will pass away from the type of cancer they have. Now imagine living in that environment of negativity. It's so devastating. And yet, it's become so much more important to really enjoy the positive moments that are there. If life is short, then we have to sit in those positive moments, not worrying about what's going to happen next, but enjoying, tasting, savoring that beauty of life, which we have still right then. And I know for them that this is hardest right after they've talked to the doctor who has given the whole scenario of the negative possibilities. It's hardest for them when they're after a treatment, for example, when they're in pain or they're nauseated or they're really not feeling well. And yet I look at these beautiful clients of mine who do it anyway who choose to be in the positive because they'd rather have what life they have left be positive than not. So even in the most dire times of our lives, we can do this and it is possibly the most important timing for doing this. Beyond creating a positive environment for ourselves, we need to understand how to switch our thoughts to the positive. And I'm going to offer you three ways of switching. I'm sure there are more, but these are my three. Switch to the present moment. 
switch to a past or future moment that is positive and switch to God. So let's start with that first one, switch to the present moment. I notice in me that a lot of my negative thought is not about what is going on in this very moment. It is about what happened before because of my great unworthiness or, you know, whatever, and what hap- what might happen in the future or what I have to do tomorrow. It is not actually in this present moment. And you may find that as you really look at your life, that you're not really living very much of it in the present moment, that you are in fact in the same mental state I am where a lot of your thoughts are about the past and a lot of your thoughts are about the future. If that's your thing, then the very first thing to do is just switch into the present moment. Talk yourself out of it. This, Those things are illusions. They're not happening in this moment. That is not what's going on here. And as you talk yourself into attending just to now, do a breath practice, switching your attention to the breath and to this moment. And I don't really care which breath practice you do. You can do a a series of breath practices. Find the one that's right for you. I happen to like alternate nostril breathing unless it's the middle of the night, then that's too hard. Then I just go for long, deep, slow inhalations and exhalations in which I count the breath. For me, the counting allows me to keep my attention on the breath. You can also just watch the breath as it moves in and out. And it gets you more into this present moment. And it allows for the choice of switching from that place you were in, the past or the future, to just feeling the pleasure, the relaxation, the ease, the peace of that breath practice in the moment. I also like to add God to that equation. Um, by putting the picture of a divine soul in my head and offering off those past and future issues to that divine soul, saying, hey, you take care of these. I just need to be here right now. Our second way is to switch to a past or future moment. We're going to call those golden moments or your happy place. Now, a golden moment is remembering any time where you were super happy, super filled with light, feeling great, and really thinking on that so strongly that you feel it again in your body in this moment. Not just thinking about it, but thinking about it so strongly to recreate the feeling in the body, in your heart, Because when you do that, you are actually being happy in the moment. You are being the unconditional love in the moment. You are being the the memory of the, the positive things in your life. You're being that positive in this moment if you're doing it strongly enough to feel it in your body. That way, this moment becomes that positive thing. It becomes that happiness. It becomes that unconditional love. It becomes that beauty that you experienced in that moment that you're remembering. So it's another way to switching to the to the current moment, but it switches the current moment to a state that you can ingrain into your own being. Now, my teacher Sri Cholesterol used to say that we should rehearse the golden moments, and that that is this principle. 
go to those golden moments of life and really bring them present in this moment through rehearsing them so strongly that you feel those feelings in your body. And this is also the beginning of resetting the senses to the positive. Remember that we talked about the senses, the desires, the senses, and the mind keeping us hooked into the illusion. And at least when we do this, we're hooking to a positive piece of that illusion. It may still be illusion, but at least it's a positive piece of the illusion that we're hooking our senses into to really feel this experience in our bodies. But you know what? When we have divine, beautiful experiences of high divine states like joy and unconditional love and forgiveness and gratitude, these these are in fact states of the soul. And so they are not really illusions. They are truths of who we are. And if we can feel those truths in our body now, we are in a divine state of our own soul energy. For my client who really had a hard time um, with being in the positive, her task was just to stop every hour or so and take a few minutes to hone in a positive thought, to hone in on a golden moment until she could feel it within. But it's okay to just do this as needed. But if you need to, practice a golden moment, get it honed in, get it connected in. It's really important to hone it in, to have your almost happy place you can go to when you need it. Now that notion of the happy place is one I've even used with my grandchildren when they've been at a bad time. Help them find a moment when they felt all that, to feel it in their bodies, and then to call that their happy place to go to. It helps if you can add deep breathing to this practice and attention to your heart chakra in this practice we try and retrain your heart energy to the positive memory. And we gave an example of that kind of meditation at the end of the faith episode. So you might want to go back and listen to that. Now my third process of switching is switch to God. If we can realize and surrender to the play of God that is here in all things, then we can realize that there is something positive happening, even in our worst moments. Because the entire play of God is every test, every difficulty, every suffering is coming to you for your soul advancement. And if you can see how or why that's the truth, then you can switch into the positive thought of the possible soul advancement that God is bringing you, that Mother Divine and her play of Maya are trying to bring you to. And then you're starting to get to that positive state of being. If you need to, give it away to a divine soul or get help from a divine soul to get to that place where you can see the positive in the difficulties of your life. You know what? These divine souls like Shirdi Baba or Jesus or Mother Mary or Sri Kaleshwar or Buddha, they know how to stay in the positive. They know how to do this. Why not go to them? I particularly like going to Jesus Christ. I have a special feeling of connection there, and I think that's important for who you go to. You need to have an open-heartedness and a deep feeling of connection to that soul. But I like to think of a story that Sri Kaleshwar talked about, Jesus is smiling on the cross. 
Um, if you want to read more about Sri Kaleshwar's understanding of Jesus, there is a beautiful book called The Real Life and Timing, Real uh, Life and Times of Jesus Christ. I'm not even saying that right, I think, because I'm so in the Jesus energy just talking about him. I'll put it on the on the uh, description so you can find that. But he talks about him as smiling on the cross. Can you imagine what it takes to do that? This soul knows how to get to the positive, even in that state of excruciating pain, even in that state of huge negativity around him. And to basically say, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Even the Bible records this nature of Jesus to be able to get to a place of forgiveness, get to a place of beauty, get to a place of God in the moments of the greatest suffering. But in addition to that, um, I, I just love that Jesus' name is made up of um, bijakshras, G and sas. And when we look in the ancient palm leaf books, we can see that G, that vibration, that bijakshra, is associated with the third eye. And sas is associated with the two eyes. Now when I think about that, there it is in the ancient palm leaf books. There's Jesus's name associated with third eye and two eyes. And I think about who Jesus is. He's the way and the light. He's the way of seeing through the illusion, through the third eye, even though we're walking in the illusion with the two eyes open. He's the way and the light. He's the way of seeing through to the truth of God that is there in everything in this illusion, rather than attending to the illusion itself, seeing God. That really illuminates for me the power that Jesus held and holds when I connect into him. And in addition, Jesus gave a special blessing to everyone that simply calling on his name brings his angels to them. So I call on his angels and I say, please, please help me out of these old thoughts. Help me to see why this negative thing is happening to me. Help me to know the possibilities of my own soul. But you can just choose a divine soul and connect there to be guided. Choose one for whom you have connection. Use the mechanism of calling on the name of the divine soul, the namaskara, the personal mantra, and the name of a divine soul as chanted can totally bring their energy to it. There was an old story inside the Vedic traditions of a, a, a robber named Valmiki who was completely in the consciousness of, of being a robber and an, an, as a negative person who simply chanted Ram which was, is a, a name for Vishnu, the god Vishnu, simply chanted Ram, 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 enough that it switched his consciousness to the good and eventually switched his consciousness so completely that he was able to receive the divine text, the Ramayana, through him and write it down. You know, calling on the name of God, calling on the name of a divine soul is no joke. You can also put the divine soul's image in your third eye and put your image in your third eye when you're meditating or just put your Im their image in your third eye when you're sitting there doing whatever. Or you can read their teachings or read about their lives. Shirdi Sai Baba 
in particular gave a great number of blessings for reading about his stories in the Sri Sai Satarita. Or you can practice bhakti to the divine soul, devotion to the divine soul, by bringing beautiful feelings of love and devotion on each day and making a practice of that. And I like having an eye-to-eye connection with an image of the divine soul. Eye-to-eye is a soul-to-soul connection. And just sitting there feeling love for that divine soul. Now, all these steps are wonderful to switch from negative thinking to positive thinking, to be able to give away the negative things we've been thinking about or the situations in which we find ourselves, but to really be positive, to get that state of positive being that becomes our automatic go-to state, that takes a little bit more. And the first thing we're going to suggest here is detachment. Detachment from the illusion, obviously, because it is this play of the illusion that keeps us away from the bliss of our own souls, that keeps us out of that state of being which is positive. And just a few quick suggestions on that detachment. First of all, let go of the past. I mean, I'm trying to listen to this as I give this advice, because that's a big one for me, as, as you know, as I told you. Just practice love and forgiveness, especially not just love and forgiveness for others. Yes, 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 do that. But love and forgiveness for yourself. And if that's hard for you to do, go get some healing or some counseling to help you get there. Learn how to take criticism without going into some sort of reaction or unworthiness. And honestly, we probably need a whole episode just on that one. But let's let's slide back past that one to some of the next ones. Attune your senses to beauty, to love, to joy. Now this is sort of a reattachment of the senses strategy, attaching it to the beauty, the love, the joy that is there in this illusion underneath the surface of things. Try and see the beauty in all things. Look for the beauty in the mundane and in each moment. I remember this um, movie called American Beauty, and I don't remember very much of the movie because I only really remember this one scene in it. And there was this uh, kid, this young teenager, who was considered to be the bad boy in the movie. Everybody saw him as the one who was, the, who was a troubled child and who was a problem and so on and so forth, the rebel and so on. And he liked to make movies. And at some point, they show one of his movies inside this movie, inside the larger movie. And you see it's the camera is pointed at a dirty corner outside. And there's sort of a little trash hanging around. And then there's this plastic shopping bag that the wind catches. And the movie sees this shopping bag doing this elegant dance. This floating, this flying, this beautiful, elegant, entrancing dance in the wind. And for me, when I saw that, totally changed my mind about who this character was. He was somebody who could see beauty in the most mundane circumstances and was attending into that beauty, not seeing a corner full of trash, but seeing the elegant, wispy dance of a plastic bag in the wind. And that's what we need to do. We need to see the elegance. We need to see the beauty. We need to see the art in everyday things. 
and start attending to that. And then start seeing that in other people. And then start seeing that in our past and present and future moments. We also need to make a habit of inputting the positive to our senses, to read, to watch, to listen to positive things. Now, my husband's super good at this. He likes to watch funny YouTube videos, and he listens to comedians, and man, he laughs, and he claps, and he slaps his knee. I mean, he totally gets engaged in that, and I think that's wonderful for him. It's not my thing, but he is really good at that, and it keeps him light. It really does. But you can also listen to beautiful music or look at beautiful things. These all can create positive states in us that are in fact food for our souls. Because the soul is light and vibration, if we engage the forms of light and vibration, which are beauty, which are divine, which are exquisite, then we are actually feeding our soul energy and enlivening the light and vibration of our own souls. Another suggestion here in getting into the being positive is don't sweat the small stuff. Don't make a mountain out of a molehill or, or whatever your saying is for this. My teacher, Sri Kaleshwar, used to call it, take it sporty. There's no reason. I, you know, I like to be on time. I like it. It's how I grew up. I think it's important. I think it's not nice to other people if you're not on time. But I actually turn getting on time into an anxiety for myself nearly every single day and sometimes multiple times a day. You know what? That's not worth it. It doesn't need to be an anxiety. I like to be on time and I like to plan things so I can be on time. But I don't need to turn it into an anxiety. I don't need to make a mountain out of that molehill. And what I find is when I don't turn it into anxiety, guess what? I was on time anyway. So I would have spent all that time in this kind of a negative state of anxiety about, oh, I'm going to make it. Is it going to happen? I may be better. La, 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 la. And would have been on time. And I was on time anyway. You know, I would have been on time and not have to be in that negativity. So take a moment. Stop breathe, refocus, get out of the small stuff. Now for the more Bhagavad Gita type of detachment suggestions, let go of your ego and let go of your desires. Now, there are numerous mentions in the Bhagavad Gita about the importance of detachment so that we can attain peace, happiness, and gradually actually to attain moksha or liberation. Lord Krishna tells Arjuna, a person who has no desires for sense gratification, who lives free from desire, who has given up all the sense controls and proprietorship, is an egoless and can attain ultimate peace. Yeah, it's true. You know the phrase, I want happiness? I heard somewhere that someone say, I want happiness. Give up the I, the ego. Give up the want, the desire. And what's left? Just happiness. But in ancient practices, this giving up, the sense gratification and the leaving of the desires behind 
um, the egoless state was achieved oftentimes through renunciation of the illusion. That is, going and being sequestered as a monk or taking a time, getting rid of your family and your home and your possessions as a sannyasin or to be able to be just a, a, a beggar in the streets, to experience this egolessness and the freedom from the desires that the everyday illusion provides us. But you know what? We're in a different age now. We're in a different yuga. And I believe we have to find that detachment while being in the illusion. That it's a time of trying to pull that same level of of renunciation to the attachment, but do it while walking around in the world. Be in the world, but not of the world, as some people say. Because I believe that's how we bring these divine states of consciousness to the world of the illusion, is by walking in them while we're engaged in the illusion. We have to have our jobs, we have to have our families, we need to provide, we need to, we need to face what the illusion brings us, but still find these states of detachment from that illusion. So I believe we're in a time when we can't really be separated off. And we have to encounter the issues of ego and desire. And then we just have to keep letting go and keep letting go and keep letting go. Every time we encounter, let it go again and again and again. And that understanding uh, that everything is a play of God, that's one of the ways we do that. That to really know that we are not the doers, to really know that there is something higher happening here, are parts of letting go of ego. So we just be in your goodness through your connection to God, take your actions, and then let go of the results. To give away desire, well, okay, know that desires are in fact transitory that they're just plays of the illusion. They're just plays of Maya on us to try and get us attached to our karmas. They come and they go. We don't need to attach to them. They're clouds in the sky. They're just passing by. They're not real. Still, as good as all that advice is, it's easier said than done. So I, again, like getting help from the divine souls who already know how to do that. They had to learn this. They had to be this in their own lives. And I like giving away my problems to a divine soul. Now, the, another one that we're going to suggest is help others with no attachment to actions or outcomes. Another one that comes from the Bhagavad Gita. But let's just think about it in an energetic way at first. What you send out, you tend to get back in the world. And you tend to get that back from the people in the world. It's just a, you know, what goes around, comes around concept. Now, it's, you know, when you send out beautiful, positive things, you're not going to get back positive from everybody. That's true. And you're not going to get back positive every time. That's also true. But what you send out does matter. It is a positive energy field. It is a creation of positive karmas for you. And it engages you differently in this karmic play of the illusion, which is part of this action of this at the soul level that gets us to a different state of being positive. Now, there was a time back when I used what I called the choose love experiment. Um, I did it for myself and I was suggesting it to my clients and I had it on my website for a while. And that choose love exper 
experiment was to, for one week, just radically, nonsensically, choose love in every situation. In times when you felt terrible, in times when you felt good, just boldly go for love as your response and see what happens. When I did that experiment for myself many, many years ago, it was pretty interesting because things that would have normally blown up into something didn't. For the most part, like I said, not everybody's going to respond and not everybody is going to change. But for the most part, it worked, you know, (laughs) that love was the correct response, that love made me feel better. Even if they didn't shift or change, even if the situation continued, I still felt better about myself. I was in a happier state from choosing love. And a lot of the people who tried this also had similar kinds of experiences. Um, we also have a place on the divinelineage.org website where you can look at a, at a talk about simple acts of kindness and being love. Divinelineage.org, under love. But, you know, it's also a spiritual mechanism to attain enlightenment, to be able to do simple acts of kindness, to be able to engage in charity, to be able to give in a beautiful, loving way, non-attached to the outcomes of that giving. In the Bhagavad Gita, it says charity given out of duty, which means, you know, out of connection to God, without expectation of return, at the proper time and place, and to a worthy person is considered to be in the mode of goodness. And Shirdi Sai Baba said, don't be obsessed by egotism imagining that you're the cause of all your actions. Everything is due to God. Now we're going to give one final approach to being positive, to changing to the state of our soul bliss in every moment of our lives, and that is silence meditation. Because beyond all this thinking and beyond all this switching and beyond all this standing in positive states to get in this state of being in our lives, there is a state of bliss that is our own soul energy and is the energy of God and Mother Divine. And we can touch that. We can be in that. We can connect to that. We can be one with that state of wholeness and bliss through meditation and especially meditation, silence meditation. Meditation pulls up our soul energy. And in the silence meditation, we touch into a wholeness of our own soul and God that is a state of bliss, that is a state of the infinite. And we can experience it within ourselves. I've mentioned before that there is a beautiful course on the Divine Lineage website called Who Am I? that teaches like many different ways to try and get to that silence and meditation. And I, I truly, truly recommend it because beyond all these trying to just be in a state of goodness, of positive, of happiness, of joy, there is a state of bliss of your soul and of God that you can reach. And then as my teacher said, After every meditation, you should reflect on that meditation, digest that state, in essence, memorize that state in your own being, 
so that you can pull it back to you. You can use it as one of your golden moments. You can use it as your happy place. Well, I hope that you've learned a little bit of something out of this for being able to not only think positive, but be in the positive. Take any one of these that really touched you and that applies to your life. And I know that when you practice it, you will be in a happier, more positive state. This is Cindy Lindsay Royale for Divine Lineage. You have been listening to Divine Talk Radio. Heal, empower, and awaken. With your hosts from the Divine Lineage Healing Center in Laytonville, California. Namaste. Namaste.